Hello, and welcome to Morning Prayer at St. Paul's Lutheran Church in Edison, New Jersey. Today is Tuesday, and this is the 19th week after Pentecost. This week we are reading through all of the readings assigned for the coming weekend, and today we're going to look at the psalm that's assigned for this Sunday. We begin our time of prayer in silence. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. O Lord, open my lips, and my mouth shall proclaim your praise. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Give glory to God, our light and our life. O come, let us worship and praise. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before God's presence with thanksgiving, and raise a loud shout to the Lord with psalms. For you, Lord, are a great God, and a great ruler above all gods. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. In your hand are the caverns of the earth. The heights of the hills are also yours. The sea is yours, for you made it, and your hands have molded the dry land. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord our Maker. For the Lord is our God, and we are the people of God's pasture and the sheep of God's hand. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Long ago, God spoke to our ancestors in many and various ways by the prophets. But in these last days, God has spoken to us by a son. Psalm 65 Praises due to you, O God, in Zion and to you shall vows be performed, O you who answer prayer. To you all flesh shall come. When deeds of iniquity overwhelm us, you forgive us our transgression. Happy are those whom you choose and bring near to live in your courts. We shall be satisfied with the goodness of your house, your holy temple. By awesome deeds you answer us with deliverance, O God of our salvation. You are the hope of all the ends of the earth and of the farthest seas. By your strength you establish the mountains. You are girded with might. You silence the roaring of the seas, the roaring of their waves, the tumult of the peoples. Those who live at earth's farthest bounds are awed by your signs. You make the gateways of the morning in the evening shout for joy. You visit the earth and water it. You greatly enrich it. The river of God is full of water. You provide the people with grain, for so you have prepared it. You water its furrows abundantly, settling its ridges, softening it with showers, and blessing its growth. You crown the year with your bounty. Your wagon tracks overflow with richness. The pasture of the wilderness overflow. The hills gird themselves with joy. The meadows clothe themselves with flocks. The valleys deck themselves with grain. They shout and sing together for joy. As people living in these urban and suburban communities in the 21st century, we live a life that is disconnected from direct contact with all the miraculous forces that go into the growing of our food. In fact, we live lives that are disconnected from much of the power and beauty of the natural world the power of the mountains, the melting of glaciers, the 
the accumulation of snow, volcanoes, the roaring of sea. What else in this world do we see only from a distance? On the one hand, this is great for human achievement, and on the other hand, we missed out on so much of what our ancestors praised God for. The joy of rain coming on the horizon to water our crops, answering our prayers, saving our lives, filling the furrows with water, producing an abundant harvest. The the awe of water filling rivers as snow melts, and the life that that water brings as it flows down to dry land. A life that wakes with the rising of the sun and sleeps with its setting. Flocks uh, that graze on the mountain that we we see as uh, God's blessing and also our richness. and, And all the other things that we read here in Psalm 65. And because we miss out on seeing God's sustaining goodness in the created world around us every day, we also tend to miss out on the boldness of this proclamation that all these works and gifts come from the Lord and the Lord alone, and not other gods or idols. And that God gives these freely to all the peoples of the earth, so that they might know and see or seek after the Lord. That it is the Lord who sends rain, not a rain god. It is the Lord that gives life to the field, not Baal. It is the Lord who does all of this and all for our love and for our benefit. And all of this drives us to praise and thank God for all of these gifts, instead of bowing down to the gods that we might have imagined to be involved in this or that part of life. To praise the Lord for an abundant creation is at the same time to deny the power of those other gods. We, of course, have advanced far beyond those ancient pagan understandings of the world around us, and and yet it seems that all that this means is that we have simply created new idols to serve and worship and trust in our modern world. We live in a world that's made possible by technology, business, and the power of our inventions to harness nature for our good and for our benefit. And yet, nevertheless, the Lord our God is still at work, in the natural world around us, sustaining life with the forces of fire and air and water and soil. And and now in this part of the 21st century, we might want to ask ourselves if what we are doing as human beings are working with God as stewards of this good creation so that it might be sustained and continue to give life as God intends, or are we now working against God in our desire to dominate this creation and make it do our bidding. Fortunately, this meditation comes to us on a day when the leaves are starting to change and the beauty of the world is all around after a night of rain here in New Jersey. A time when we think of harvest, even if we have very little first-hand knowledge of such things anymore. I wonder what we might do today as we are out in the world, to remind ourselves of all the good things that God has given us on this planet. And armed with that knowledge, how can we join all of creation in the love and the praise of the Lord our God? In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. Blessed are you, Lord, the God of Israel, 
You've come to your people and set them free. You have raised up for us a mighty Savior, born of the house of your servant David. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. Through your holy prophets, you promised of old to save us from our enemies, from the hands of all who hate us, to show mercy to our forebears, to remember your holy covenant. This was the oath you swore to our father Abraham, to set us free from the hands of our enemies, free to worship you without fear, holy and righteous before you all the days of our life. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us, and you, child, shall be called the prophet of the Most High. For you will go before the Lord to prepare the way, to give God's people knowledge of salvation by the forgiveness of their sins. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us, to shine on those who dwell in darkness and the shadow of death, and to guide our feet into the way of peace. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. The Lord be with you. Let us pray. Mighty God of mercy, we thank you for the resurrection dawn, bringing the glory of our risen Lord who makes every day new. Especially we thank you for the sustaining goodness of your creation, for the new creation in Christ and all gifts of healing and forgiveness, for the communion of faith in your church, and for the gifts of relationship with others. For what else are we thankful? Merciful God of might, renew this weary world. Heal the hurts of all of your children and bring about your peace for all in Christ Jesus, the living Lord. Especially we pray for the Church of Jesus Christ in every land, for the people, the ministries, the leaders of St. Paul's Lutheran Church, for those who govern the nations of the world, for people in countries ravaged by strife and warfare, for people in areas affected and damaged by natural disaster, for all who work to bring about peace and international harmony, for all who work and labor in producing and bringing food to us, for those who strive to save this earth from carelessness and destruction. For who else, for what else, do we pray? We give thanks to you, Heavenly Father, through Jesus Christ, your dear Son, that you have protected us through this night from all harm and danger. We ask that you would also protect us today from sin and all evil, so that our life and actions may please you. Into your hands we commend ourselves, our bodies, our souls, and all that is ours. Let your holy angels be with us, so that the wicked foe may have no power over us. Amen. Lord, remember us in your kingdom and teach us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. Almighty God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, bless you now and forever. Amen. Go forth into the world to serve God with gladness. Be of good courage. Hold fast to that which is good. Render to no one evil for evil. Strengthen the faint-hearted. Support the weak, help the afflicted, honor all people, 
love and serve God, rejoicing in the power of the Holy Spirit. Thanks be to God.